Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. And I say a wonderful, wonderful good afternoon to you. How are you? What's going on? What's happening? It's Thursday. I feel excited every Thursday because closer to the weekend. Yeah. And Wednesday is like home day and I get to be on my off day. So when I come back on Thursday, my energy is always pumped because I'm foreseeing another weekend closer, another day to be off work. That's not to say I don't like my work. I absolutely love what I do. I mean, we are your number one African reporting technology radio. Yeah. We report on Africa's technology advancement. And of course, we bring you one amazing broadcast at a time. We are Africa Tech radio my name is bookie of course and we are on cruise control today i'm going to be talking about an article i read recently it's concerning uh unicorns in africa and just saying are we just dealing with a myth of unicorns or are these unicorns for real in terms of evaluations in terms of how they've been running recently seeing how there's been a shift a massive shift in the technology world and sector and of course if you're in Nigeria specifically, the fintech sector has really taken a major uh, vibration. Yes, uh, with the policies and of course how the central bank is changing so many things. Last week, I think I was talking about how the NIBSS was instructed by central bank that this will only be the portal to which other customers data would be would be shared or would be received and all of that stuff and uh, considering the cash crunch that we went through a whole lot of things and reading this article which was not nigerian or african based and trying to see does it relate to what africa is uh we'll be talking about that and of course what snapchat is bringing on as a new feature uh to promote creators especially in the music world and Elon Musk is in the news again. Finally, he made some confession. I don't think this is a confession for me. I feel like we knew, but then it's good to hear from the horse's mouth. He confessed about Twitter. When I come back, we'll dive straight into all of this updates, stories, gist that's just happening in the tech sector. My name is Vicky and of course this is Cruise Control. And of course I'm going to be jumping straight into the story around if unicorns in Africa are just a myth. I mean just think about it. When you talk about unicorns you only hear fintech, fintech and there's agrotech, there's health tech agrotech health tech has been conversation that has been in the pipeline and ongoing and of course we've had different startups from these sectors and but when you check around the unicorns all you see is fintech 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 and recently the nigerian startup act secretariat they are collaborating with ONE campaign. It's called One Campaign. Uh, They are collaborating with state government to fast-track adoption of Startup Act. They are going to be having this conversation in different states, Kwara State, Ondo State, Kano, Jos, and of course, Oyo. These are major, major cities in Nigeria because most people like Nigeria, Lagos, Lagos, Nigeria. So they are going to be taking this conversation and event into these states. Why do they need to do this? They need to do this because they believe that 
even the people from the underserved and uh, rural areas can also have bright minds who are building new startups and all of that stuff and i really like the the direction of this conversation because most people be like until you come to lagos before you tend to become super active before you can become um, a startup owner or something I feel like wherever you are in the world with the right education, yes, the edutech also is also a sector that we don't have unicorns in. So the education, if the educational system is really booming, I mean, there's education for everyone, good quality education. These bright minds, they could build anything from wherever they are, in their villages, in their towns, in their cities, anywhere they find themselves, they could actually work to do this. So I commend the Nigerian Startup Secretariat who are partnering with one campaign to engage the state governments across Africa. Um, I look forward to these people giving us a rundown of what the outcome of this event would be because I really want people in the underserved area to know that you don't need to be at that lofty height or to undermine your ability to think, to come up with great ideas, to know that you're capable of building something. So wherever you are, you are capable. You have the mind, bright mind, like I said. Moving on to the conversation around the unicorns, yes. So the major startups that are unicorns in Africa are seven. We have seven unicorns, guys. So if this, you don't know about it now, this is news. Seven unicorns in Africa, generally. We have the Interswitch, Flutterwave, Opay, Wave, Andela, Chipa, and of course, MNT Halan. These are all fintech apps, like fintech basically and i'm like what happened to the health sector the agro sector the education sector why are these people not unicorns and when you look at funding also you would hear most people be like oh they've not been able to raise this amount of fund or just because they're not in the spotlight they are not flying so high with their colors and everything sparkling they really can't get vcs to give them good funding and I'm thinking, what's the what's the myth around this all being a unicorn? Because once you're a unicorn, you hear the red, the very seed A, series B, series C, series D. Ah, Flutterwave is on series D, guys, and this means that in valuation they are worth millions of dollars. I really wish to see this in all sectors. Let it go round, guys. I know fintech is the way we transact, we exchange. That's basically what we do all our life. You're either buying or paying for something or you're the one getting the money or the one selling. So there's always a transaction we do every single day. But isn't our health sector as important as our financial sector? I mean, health is wealth, wealth is health. If you have some money, you wouldn't be sick. But they're bringing this close to uh, low marginal areas in Africa. There are some people who don't have access to doctors. They don't have access to consultants. They don't have access to even psychologists and psychiatrists. They don't. And we have all of these people working their backs to just bring everyone close to what they need. I feel like that's what technology has actually done for us. And seeing that these all unicorns are just fintech makes me feel feel a little bit pushed to the side like don't you care about my health if vcs are going to be funding why i know everybody wants a return of 
in, uh, investment, ROI. But if you invest in health sector, is there not probability that there will be boom because people will be healthy? People want to now transact more. People want to do so many things. Oh, think about it. There's food also. We need food to survive. The agrotech sector, there's the green energy thing that is going on. There's the way farmers are looking for technology to implement their planning, uh, farming process and all of that great stuff. I feel like we should, we should actually look at why it's only fintech that is the unicorns in Africa. That's for me. I read the article. It was not directed to Africans. It was directed to mostly the US-based startups and how uh, another part of the conversation I'm Nigerian. Forget all this eh, that I'm doing. No, I'm sorry. Eh? So there is this conversation I had with my friend. There was a company that raised their Series uh, B fund, and they were able to raise a couple of millions. And my friend told me this was insider conversation because they're in the tech space. Told me that these people have a dubious way of raising expectations. So they tell you they have a hundred thousand users, and back end they are duplicating their users. They are duplicating the numbers. So the numbers are not real. Somebody, while we're in the conversation, someone gave an example that they tried doing、uh, something with this particular company, and they found out that it wasn't going smooth, as smooth as they put it in the media. So it's just like everybody is just creating the face. They tell you their evaluation is this. They have this number of users and subscribers, but the numbers are not real. And when you ask the smaller startups, they're telling you they're not being able to raise funds because they don't have the numbers. So. At these things hinged on numbers, the the VCs have to see like because like a game of numbers, I I, I guess is a game game of numbers. But if the numbers are lying, how do they confirm it? And、uh, most times, you see these people they go through internal struggles. I mean, the last year most companies were having layoffs, layoffs, layoffs because they wanted to measure their numbers. I was listening to a podcast and they were explaining how. Most company had to do the layoff because they are f- the numbers that they are using for valuation. It's high. They are the top runners, and the number of staffs they are running is costing them much. So instead of going down in their numbers for valuation, which the whole world gets to see and talk about, because they don't want to look like they are failing or they are struggling, they tend to reduce their staff power. So once they reduce their workforce, their numbers still stays the same. They don't spend so much losing money by paying staff. And I think like, okay, you CEOs usually just have like this mental、uh, process that you don't really explain to the world. Because I text a CEO that was explaining this measure, and I'm like, this whole thing—is it? Are you guys playing with people's mind? It's a game of numbers, like I said. Uh, but I would love to see this number rise in the health sector, the agro sector, the education sector, and every other sector that is still on the rise. And just before I delve into the story of Elon Musk and, of course, Snapchat, I was going through the blogs and I found this interesting article on Healthling, which is a YC-backed health tech startup. 
they provide a preventive healthcare test. They recently been through some business model changing and I was checking oh because I talked about health sector not having any unicorns so I wanted to know exactly what are the types of problems these people are facing and they've been in operational pause for the past six months and they've been struggling with running the the startup with funding and the company has shared the decision to change its business model in an internal email that they sent out to a reporting tech site yeah not tech site edge yeah <laughs> so they said we apologize for the lack of communication from our team in recent month i would like to inform you that we are making changes to our business model so Elplane plans to discontinue its in-person lab testing at its physical locations this locations powered Healthlane hybrid service delivery model they also have an app to onboard book appointment and of course assess results and a lab where the doctor's appointment and medical tests were carried out so usually when this health startups they they link up with nearest hospitals and they have doctors who are open to working with people from any part of the country they help bring people close to their doctors and of course those that need to run a quick test a quick lab test so their prognosis would be done by the doctors they have to quickly go get their test done and they provide all of this so three of health lanes ex-employees actually said the company plans to restart a new location by the year end and delete its old database of customers data they painted a picture of a company that is seeking to reinvent itself after the barrage of allegations bordering on the founders improperty and funds mismanagement so this is actually an issue yeah most people get this funding and they don't utilize it for the appropriate use i remember i've had conversations with a whole lot of people guys uh there was this person that told me there was an agency she worked with and these guys they're really big i don't want to mention name and they got like that they got to series b funding and were able to raise some good amount of money and proprietors the startup owners they started buying flashy things living this luxury life while not paying their workers why not ensuring that uh what they got the funding for was being utilized for that sole reason so they lived off this money and they kept telling people don't worry we'll do this we'll do that and when they have meetings with their vcs and all of that they have so many excuses to give so this is one of those things i've really heard about funds mismanagement it's not new the people i don't want to mention names i don't want to mention names about the company that also fake their numbers to be able to raise more more seed funds to be able to say oh we're thriving and everything this is the reason why most people don't make it to become unicorns recently i mean i'm going to mention this one because i've talked about it flutterweb has been facing some hackers issues and all of that stuff at least when it happened the first time they didn't want to talk about it, but it became serious issues because some people's account were locked and uh, frozen so they had to speak on it and there's been report about the second and third i mean if there are issues there's nothing as coming to deal with the issue and letting users customers clients everybody know that something's going wrong and we'll be fixing it soon this i feel is affecting 
the healthcare sector or health lane this is their issue and this is the reason why they decide that they want to change their business model hopefully i'll be keeping you locked on this information just wanted to share this out there because i know in my head i could hear people say oh there are so many reasons why these people don't make it to become unicorns this is one of the reasons uh fund mismanagement is actually one of the reasons if they're able to raise a series a fund or the series b some people get as far as series c and just stop i mean you should have like your goal being driven for longevity rather than having it for a short period of time just speaking in my mind this is cruise control this is what Buki has to say and this is africa tech radio we are reporting africa's technology advancement one broadcast at a time so don't drag me i just said my mind okay and here's going over the story of Elon Musk's recent interview and all of the confession he had to say. We all know the Twitter boss Elon Musk acquired Twitter app or the company basically acquired the company late October last year and this was as a result of back and forth going to the court. It was almost being dragged to do this to make the payment for this because he used his mouth to call twitter upon himself said he's going to buy them and they have nothing that they can do about it and he started the process and almost opted out from making the payment but because they had to involve the court he agreed that he had to pay because he knew that the court was going to make him pay for it so he had to pay before visiting the court so that was how he became the ceo of twitter yes that would go down in history because this man this man has done a whole lot of great stuff in the tech ecosystem i mean when you look at how we now have cars that don't use gasoline that don't use fuel that don't use diesel they're running solely on electricity i'm talking about tesla and of course when you talk about the old space thing elon Musk's name is at the front line also and now is the ceo of twitter twitter has been this app where people go to express themselves I mean, you don't have to be living such a lavish lifestyle. If you have an opinion and you think the world needs to hear it, you can do that on Twitter. People pay attention on Twitter. I tell you, people pay attention to where your mind is at. I feel like Twitter for me is is a serious psychology app. That's what I think. But then let's move to the psychology behind acquiring Twitter by Elon Musk. He acknowledged that he has made many mistakes along the way. I mean, people would say, oh, duh, yes. <laughs> I mean, the old blue thick thing and having people pay. I remember back then, people begged Twitter for a really long time to have like threads, then to have extended number of words. And now people could get the blue tick because they worked for it they acquired their users or followers or people yeah it's called followers right they acquired it organically and now you're saying that whether they've worked for it or not you're going to be paying for the blue tick so many people weren't pleased with that and aside that another move that twitter made was to put a ban not really a ban just he agreed that National broadcasters are predominantly funded by annual license fees set by the government. So it puts embargo, yeah. So it's their labeling spots and of course BBC was affected, NPR. These are NPR has 
nearly 9 million followers and he claimed that they are government funded media and because he has a disdain for what the news media has been over the years so his response was that these people did not operate for free on here because Elon Musk is all about the money and he agreed that he actually put a state ban on this whole platforms even even the chinese and the russian platforms didn't escape this also so it's been in the monks move and it puts a label on them and even the bbc account was also affected by all of this and one of the reasons for this mox said was that he did not want twitter to boost some anointed class of journalists i mean because of everybody i've been talking about fake news lately I remember two years ago, even pre-COVID, and COVID enhanced the old fake news, fake media thing. So I guess he has not been a fan of news, sharing news on social media. I mean, if you want to listen to news, listen to Africa Tech Radio or go watch the BBC or something. Just go to the platform that offers you the news life and all of that stuff. So don't come here looking for news and still countering the news and all of that and he has also been in the news frequently like i don't want to say recently frequently go back to by there's been for the past four years i've been hearing this man's name non-stop also he said why he's uh doing all of this is because he would treat everyone equally so he's not choosing the narrative as opposed to how the media is positioning well he just wants to position everybody on a plain platform basically i don't know why this story is just moving back and forth with me but he had a couple of confessions which we're going to put up on our social media page so please follow us africa tech radio on instagram that's a tech radio on instagram and africa tech radio on twitter and facebook will be putting up this story he's also saying that he's breaking even with the returns of advertisers on twitter i mean when everything gets paid for people now know the value for what they're bringing to the platform this is one other move that he made so he's having the return of advertisers because advertisers moved i won't like the creator economy kind of shifted advertisers going to the likes of tiktok instagram and snapchat does not usually have advertising and all of that stuff but he wants them to come back on twitter and start using the twitter space for business this man is all about the business and when he was asked about stepping down as a ceo this is one wrong move he accepted he made one mistake he made also he said he put out a poll on twitter and asked people that should he step down yes or no and because half of the world i'm just saying i don't know if half of the world but a large number of people in the world don't like the move that he's been making with twitter so they all voted that he should step down and because leon Musk is trying to prove that he's a man of his word he decided to step down and appoint another person as ceo during the interview he was able to release the name of his successor so the name of the new twitter ceo is his dog floki can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> hey goodness god this man is hilarious so he actually named his dog floki yeah so he stepped down in response to this and 
Floki runs Twitter now. We'll be moving on to the next story on Snapchat and what Snapchat is doing for the creator's economy when it comes to music platform because most Snapchat videos you have to use music. I do, I do. I like my mood to go with the music or to go with the song. Sometimes even when I'm not doing anything, I'm just looking straight at the camera. I really like to use some music yes so snapchat has signed a deal with multiple music labels to expand its sound library the social app product that lets people use song clips in snap and story so the company would have participating labels from different countries a couple of countries like netherlands switzerland united states we also have albania pakistan estonia georgia Slovakia, Brazil, Italy, and a couple of other names here. But one thing I didn't find here was Africa, was any country in Africa. I didn't hear anything about them. They also had a selection of work from singers and songwriters signed up with some of this label will be available in the sound libraries for snapchat so this just makes me wonder why no african label was included in this sound library because we are also big users of this app we use snapchat a lot i do i do last time i was on snapchat was yesterday afternoon sorry guys i'm not (laughs) i'm not living on social media yes but the company also said that emerging artists working with some of this level will be eligible for grants through the Sound Creator Fund. That's what the world is done to right now. Whatever you're creating, you can earn money from it. You can absolutely earn from whatever you're doing if you're a creator. So don't look down on that, your small hustling that you're hustling for now. Because in the nearest future, you're going to be raking down serious numbers when it comes to money so the creator's economy is booming whether you're a digital creator music artist anything that you're creating just know that there's eligibility for you to earn much more so right now if you have your songs on any of the snapchat platforms label that was that was mentioned and if you don't why not look into it i'm sure this story will be up for you to check on our social media page so you can check some of the labels that will be mentioned you can take your songs and put them on the platform wanna music are also a big platform you want to look into universal music also are big platforms that are currently paying so much for their creators because they have 9,000 independent music publishers and label in their library. That's a whole lot. And yes, shooting straight into the creator's economy and talking about the NFTs because this is another way through which these people who knows how to maneuver the Web3, they earn more money. Yeah, so in case you're wondering that uh, Web3, Web3, blockchain, blockchain, people usually just talk about crypto and you really, really can't understand how to trade that much. But you're a creator, you're artistic. I mean, you create art, you create music. There, You know what you do and it's sellable on the blockchain system. So uh, recently there was an article that interviewed a creator who earned three million dollars on nft project he earned this it was in 2022 
and now in 2023 he's been struggling with pushing his project forward just because uh, when he was creating this he had plans and strategies in place which means he had to partner with people outside of africa to be able to push the project and the project was able to earn them three million dollars which sold on the same day they launched so they were able to achieve three million dollars in sales of launching that same day and after the deal that he signed with this company which was based in the united states marketing team ended they were trying to foster the old relationship and connection bar they just couldn't so as soon as the team ends off their project they started observing some errors by which they struggle in terms of pushing their project forward talking to community leaders and finding out that they got ignored they also noticed that some other africans who are underrepresented groups were getting left out when it comes to important lists getting sales and getting opportunities to showcase their work uh, beyond just going to museums and art exhibition this is another platform through which creators earn money and they face some of the uh, visibility problems with web3 this person i'm talking about is owo anietie anietie was able to make sales for afrodroids collection in 2022 with the launch raising three million dollars from sales in under 24 hours they were able to sell out the old collection these are art that exhibits Africans, especially with the Afro hair, with their skin colors, showing like their superpowers and all of this. Uh, you know how we are powerful. It's not just Wakanda, but we have endless possibilities and fictional minds. So these are fictional characters, the Afro droids collection. And since their relationship with the US partner ended, they noticed that they were struggling. And after, like six months after this collection was dropped they could not get publication they could not get visibilities and they started talking to a couple of creatives so now we're moving into the creator economy in africa what is this this is like the business builds around independent curators and of course community builders they include social media influencers bloggers and videographers so like i said if you know that you're a creative and you're looking for platform to sell some of your creations uh, you can you can take this route some people know how to scribe words and pull words together i was listening to this guy it was um a podcast around sales and he was talking about how when he was broke he started writing words because it was good with you know all those fast those smooth stalkers so he was using those words to hit sales by printing them on his it's not my ping ping or, or i facebook your mother but he had more valuable things to say and was putting it on mesh and selling so that was a system that worked back then but since the invention of web3 people now find better alternative to make money from their words from their curation and curation yes so we're looking at what's the problem that these curators are facing and i'm going to highlight because this is the roundup of the conversation for the day so let's uh, ponder on this and look at ways we can help creators attain visibility and earn more and if there is a body that needs to come together to work around this i hope this message gets out to the right ears 
so first we're talking about funding 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 the funding gap is quite huge when you look at the fact that only 20 percent of venture capital in africa comes from local investors which makes it very difficult for entrepreneurs to secure the necessary resources venture capitalists also have a way through which they sideline some particular group of people and they accept to fund certain particular set of people. It's all maybe personal or not. They have the way they pick people that they agree to invest their money on. But overall, I don't think Africa in general have enough VC. I don't think so. If you think otherwise, please leave a message on our website, leave a message on our social media page. Let's engage in this type of conversation. Please, you're welcome. Yeah. So funding is a major problem. Another problem that they have is uh, payment infrastructure with seven unicorns in Africa. Payment infrastructure is still a bit shaky because most people rely on wanting to pay for this art stuff you need a reliable standard means of payment a couple of other companies like paystack flutterwave a couple of them have been able to be the middleman or pay has been able to be the middleman when it comes to paying for this type of transactions and getting payment done but they notice that the storefront data digital product professional service and courses were among the best sellers so if they're among the best seller what then is causing these people not to be able to get their payment problems solved and payment opportunity for african creators i understand that their apps on uh, these companies like paystack i mentioned are helping even flutterwave they're helping creators by allowing them to layer several products so if we have other fintech um, companies or startups that allow creators to be able to put their digital product like ebook like professional product bestsellers professional services like coaching services all of these things on their app so they can get digital payments from any part of the world this will also bring creators to earn more money in africa poverty also poverty is also a significant challenge i'm taking this article straight up from tech Kabak guys because they did the interview with owo anietie talked about all of these problems that creators are facing poverty which is a major issue in africa regarding monetizing your audience you know nigerians especially they don't like to pay for some things especially if they don't see the immediate value they'll be like "Mm, i'll find my way around it so this is actually a major problem because their income is still quite low so i do not blame people for this and last but not the least he talked about education which brings me to the end of this conversation i talked about the educational sector like they, they don't have any unicorns they don't have major runners when you talk about people doing great stuff but still in the conversation how digital learning can be enhanced in nigeria how digital learning can help africans i remember having a conversation last year around the metaverse and of course the virtual reality world and it, the, the the person i had the conversation with talked about how virtual reality is going to help students like understand things faster 
put them in a world where they can see endless possibilities in what they're learning. They get to look at things in the 5D setting and all of that stuff. So I feel like if the educational sector is being focused on by government body, by stakeholders, all of these people coming together to actually look at ways to improve education. There will be more innovations in Africa. There will be more technological advancement. And of course, it will be a great, bright world for us in Africa. On that note, I'm going to call it a day. Brought you all of the news gist I've been able to check around. So stay with us. Tech Talks continues. And of course, tomorrow I'll be back in the studio, same time, 12 all the way to 3 p.m. But from me to you, it's peace, love, and bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.